This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by ArtTactic.com, where you can now find our Raw Facts auction review report as we take a look back at the auction market in 2019. Global auction sales were down 19.8% from 2018. What does it mean for 2020? You can read our report in full to find out by visiting ArtTactic.com. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. This week's episode, we're joined by Mike Steib, the new CEO of Artsy, the online platform for collecting and discovering art. Artsy is one of the major players when it comes to the digital art market, and I think with the way the art market is transforming and so much happening online, the digital art market is a very important space. It's one that's growing. It's one that's becoming more significant when you think about how people transact art, and I think it's just going to continue to have a greater role in the overall art market. So we wanted to have Mike on to hear how things are going as the new CEO of Artsy. We wanted to hear if he had any insights on some of the trends in the digital art market based on all the data they're gathering, and also just what his thoughts are on the overall digital art market moving forward. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Adam, it's my pleasure. I, I love your pod, and you know, I listen to it on the treadmill, so you may not have known this, but you and I have been working out together, so this is a, this is a real treat. <laughs> I did not know that, but I love hearing that. I hope it gives you that extra jolt of energy at the end of your workouts, and uh, you know, it's great to have you on. Yeah, I'm excited. Before joining Artsy, you were the CEO of Exo Group which is the parent company of The Knot, and I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with that website. Having a fresh eye into the art business, what were a few of the most surprising and even interesting things you discovered about the art market and the digital art space once you started working at Artsy? Yeah, you know, I've run, I've run businesses in tech and media, um, e-commerce and, and marketplaces, but I am, I am new to the art world. And um, I tell you, this, there's been a, there's a lot of it has been surprising. So it's all surprising for me because I'm new here. I'd say, you know, first, um, I got introduced to the art world because after we sold my last company, I started shopping for art. Um, and it was, uh, if you're in the art world, you may lose sight of this. It's really hard to do. It's hard to feel welcomed into the art world. It's hard to figure out what you're going to enjoy, what artists you'll connect with. It's hard to learn more about the artist. Hard to know the price of an artwork, know if it's actually for sale. It's hard to get yourself off the off the wait list. It's hard to transact with confidence. So for someone who is not in the art world, first, just as a consumer coming into the art world, um, I was surprised by the extent of the sort of friction in the market. I've come to understand a lot of the context for this better as I've as I've gotten as I've gotten my feet wet in the industry. But that's um, that was sort of my incoming set of observations. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, at the same time, I've been, you know, having been on the outside of the art world, it seems like, it feels like, I should say, an, an unwelcoming place. And yet I've been really surprised by how sort of warm and wonderful everyone in the art world has been. Uh, in just my first six months here, I, I think I've met with probably 70 or 80 of our sort of customers, partners and potential customers just last quarter. Um, and I just ask folks if they'll spend time with me and they do. And they share their insights and their experiences and what brought them to the art world, why they're so passionate about it. 
Um, so in that way, I don't think I've ever worked in an industry before where the people are so um, sort of personal level, so warm and welcoming. It's been really exciting. Yeah, that's really great. And you mentioned all the partners you've spoken with so far. Artsy has thousands of galleries who have really outsourced their e-commerce platforms to Artsy. And you even have some auction houses doing the same thing. I know Artsy's business model has evolved over the years. Are you in a position now where this is the primary business model moving forward? And looking ahead, what are some of your major goals for Artsy in 2020? Well, look, for, for our, our business, we just we want to help people sell more art. We want to connect more galleries and more auction houses and more of their sales and more of their artists um, to people who do collect and to people who, people who should collect. Uh, we work with over 3,000 galleries from the, from the mega galleries um, down to emerging galleries around the world. We're, uh, we're, we're operating in over 100 countries now. And as a result, what we've been able to do is create a place where the busy collector or aspiring collector can, uh, can shop in one place, um, can shop in one place with significantly less friction um, and friction around learning about the artist, discovering if you like this art, other art that you will like, um, learning about the works and ultimately, uh, ultimately finding what you'd, you'd enjoy in transacting. So as a result of us having, you know, over the last almost decade, brought together all of these galleries and auction houses and, and, and liberated so much of their artwork, made it available on the internet, um, we've become this incredible place uh, to discover and shop and buy art that you love. I always felt like there was a need for something like this. As someone who follows a lot of artists and galleries, as many collectors do as well, it isn't really practical to visit each individual gallery website to find out about artworks and forthcoming exhibitions and when they're showing specific artists. So you've really been able to aggregate that and solve a big problem that I think a lot of people had in that space. Yeah, Adam, we hear this um, from our gallery partners in particular. A number of them have said to me their customers used to have um, money but and lots of time. They had money, but they didn't have jobs. So they had lots of time for casual gallery visits to really spend time getting to know the galleries, the art, the artworks. And increasingly what they're finding is that their customers or their potential customers have money, but they have jobs. They're very busy. And those folks don't have the same amount of time for discovering and connecting in the industry. And so the, there's, this, there's this need to offer that busy collector one-stop shopping. The internet is, a, is, is, is one great way to do that. But for so many of our partners, the, the investment that it takes to create and maintain and deliver an exceptional online experience, is, uh, it's really difficult. You know, here at Artsy, uh, you know, we've raised and invested a, a close to $100 million in a technology platform that can really meet the needs of collectors. It's a very hard thing to ask the average gallery um, to do just so that they can reach their customers where the customer would like to be, uh, which is online. So through those investments and through the aggregation of all of our partners, layer, layering in the intelligence of the Art Genome Project, uh, our recommendation engines, the machine learning that we've created here at this company to get people connected to art that they'll love, get them connected to the gallery and ultimately help them transact. Um, has been a big lift, but I believe it is, it's opened up the door to a much, uh, a much larger art world and many more dollars that can pour in for our, for our customers. 
And at Artsy, you have access to an immense amount of data from your platform, whether we're talking about which artists collectors follow, what collectors bid on, what they inquire about from galleries. What are some interesting and maybe surprising insights you can share with us about trends in the marketplace based on the data you're gathering internally from your users? We, we like, you know, like any technology, any software company, we, we have um, the, the data is a byproduct of the work that we do for our users. The, the, the really important thing that we've, we've aggregated is the supply, is the art, that if you are a lover of Alex Israel, we can notify you every time one of those artworks is added to our site or is being brought to sale at an auction is, a, is, is really powerful and something that didn't exist in the market before. So just, you know, people talk about big data. I mean, first there's, there's a little data, just that little bit of information where you convey to us, I love this artist or this gallery, or I want to follow these auctions. And we can notify you as soon as the, as soon as the, the, the artwork that you might love uh, comes available is, a, is, is transformative. It's transformative. Secondly, that we've been able to create all of these connections across types of art and across different artists and artworks from different countries and different time periods so that if we know you like these three things, we can recommend the fourth one to you. Is uh, It really changes the art buying experience uh, for the better. And what are some trends about the marketplace that you can share with us based on that data? Yeah, some of the, some of the trends are, you'd probably qualify as, as, as not too surprising, but it is, it's worth sharing. Two-thirds of our uh, customers have purchased online. Two-thirds of our users have purchased online. So we're seeing that that shopping for art online is becoming a uh, is becoming is becoming normal for people. Uh, we've found now that half of our commercial activity is coming through mobile. So we're, we now know that you don't necessarily have to be in the physical world in order to enjoy and buy art. But you also don't don't even have to be on a reasonably sized screen to do it. You can do it you can do it through mobile. And half of our commercial interactions are happening that way. Um, we're finding that I'm really impressed with the uh, price points that Artsy is achieving. We have had people discover and buy artworks in the, uh, in the millions of dollars on Artsy. And we have had people purchase works with the click of a button through our buy now make offer functionality uh, up to $100,000 price point. And before I joined the company, I, I would have not guessed that the price points would be that high on Artsy. Uh, that has been, you know, to me, that's been surprising. That's been, that's been really impressive. I think a lot of that has to do with not only the technology, but also the brand and the trust in the company. I remember people used to say people won't spend that kind of money online, but at the big auction houses, plenty of people bid on the phone or through absentee bid without seeing the works in person. And I think a lot of that has to do with the trust and these clients' relationships with the auction houses. So I don't know why that couldn't be any different with someone like Artsy, for example. Yeah, and, it, and, and it, it, that is the case. Um... The other thing that we're finding, Adam, is the more information that we provide the user, uh, the higher the likelihood is that they, they will purchase online. So we've made a big investment and continue to make a big investment just in information about the artists whose works are on Artsy, ensuring that when you start to discover an artist or artworks that you enjoy, you can deeply engage and really learn about uh, the artist and the history and its, its place in our cultural narrative. Secondly, giving you much more information about 
um, the price and does this feel like an appropriate price? Everyone has that moment of hesitation when they see the price. They want to know, is this, is it a fair deal? Does this make sense? And we've done a, uh, we've done a lot to um, improve the comfort for the user. At that moment of transaction, we found now that um, when we include pricing and estimates and pricing information, we increase the conversion rate by 4x. So a lot of the work that we're doing to, um, to widen the aperture here, bring more transparency into the art world and reduce that friction around purchasing is getting people comfortable buying at these really significant price points from the comfort of their mobile phone. I also wanted to get your thoughts on Instagram and its role in the art market. I think Instagram's a really fascinating tool. Whether you're a gallery or collector or dealer, you're probably on Instagram promoting exhibitions, discovering artists, communicating with one another. It's really an incredible ecosystem that exists on the platform. Do you view Instagram as a competitor to Artsy, or how do you see Instagram, given that its users are doing certain activities within the art world similar to what they may be doing on Artsy? It wouldn't occur to me to think of Instagram as a competitor, but I, I think of it as part of the, it's part of this broader story, which is people want one-stop shopping, immediate access and gratification, and the internet can provide that. And Instagram is a, is a piece of that broader, that sort of that, that broader internet opportunity for galleries and artists and auction houses. Um, you know, for us, we touch our consumers through our mobile app, we have a million app downloads. Uh, through Instagram, we have over a million followers on Instagram. Uh, we've got a, over a million and a half people who've become members of Artsy and receive email from us multiple days a week. We have millions of people who come to the website and desktop and mobile. So we haven't, you know, I, I would encourage anyone in, in this or any other industry, we, we haven't picked one lane or sort of one um, surface area on the internet where we want to reach consumers. You know, we've made a significant investment in reaching consumers across um, across all of these surface areas, and and for our you know for some of our larger gallery partners, for example, um, with really significant budgets, some of them have hired CTOs and put a real push behind Instagram, behind their own web products, um, into private viewing rooms and other really interesting things. The vast majority of our gallery partners don't have that kind of budget. They can't employ their own engineers and full-time social media teams. And for them, being a part of the RT network and getting access to the user across all those internet surface areas uh, with us uh, is, is, an, is an enhancement for their businesses. As we look ahead, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges Artsy and the digital art space are facing? Where do you think we are in terms of the potential for the space and where we could be in the future? You know, I think there's a few things. One is... Um, Word of every industry is now a, is now a technology industry, or it is it is well on its way to becoming one, and and those transitions can be uh, can be challenging for some players in an industry. And what what tends to prove out is those who have a tech first, a digital first mindset, are the companies that continue to thrive after an industry has become more digitized. And so for you know so many people in our industry are here because they love art. They came to this industry through their love of art, uh, not through a love of software, not through a love of search engine optimization. And so, you know, it's, it's in the same way that I've come to the industry and I've had to put all this energy into learning the art world. So much of the art world is now needing to put that, in, that energy into learning the technology world. Um, 
and I and I think both are going to be incredibly important uh, to to everyone's success here um, in the art world. So that digital trends, that digital transformation, I think is the is the first sort of big challenge that many industries are facing, and 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 the art world won't be um, won't be exempt. I think the second is uh, is, is inclusivity. Uh, inclusivity is so important uh, in, in in our in our world, to our culture, and in, in, in every industry. And in the art world, many of these things that I've mentioned through our conversation about the, if you would, lack of transparency, about the sort of high friction of sort of entering the art world or transacting in the art world, undermines the art world's um, success and in being inclusive on both sides of the on, on both sides of the market, both. Uh, on the buying side and on the selling side. And it is, it's the mission of Artsy to make the art world much more inclusive and much more accessible um, and to bring art to a much broader world. I think that's going to be uh, thematically really important to our industry over the, over the next year and over the, the coming years. We're seeing good progress there now on the side of the artists. We need to also see, we need to see more focus and investment on the side um, of the collectors and the future collectors in our industry. Um, I think sustainability is a big theme in, um, in every industry now, and that the art, it will be in the art world as well. Increasingly, we have to ask this question, how do we connect more people to more art without consistently expanding the carbon footprint, without consistently creating environmental waste? It's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a, That's a long journey in lots of industries, but the internet can be a big part of helping that. Um, and finally, we need to we need to help more artists have a successful life. As, as you know, more than 75% of artists are earning below the poverty line, and making the art world more welcoming, more inclusive, reducing the friction in the art world is going to mean that many more artists can connect with many more um, people who would love to have art in their lives every day. Um, and there is this virtuous cycle that is uh, that is to come from these. Uh, technology-enabled improvements in our space. Mike, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with us about so many different aspects of Artsy, including the technology and the data, just your general thoughts on the digital art space. We really appreciate hearing your insights. Best of luck at Artsy, and we'd love to have you back on in the future to check in and see how things are going. I'd love to, Adam. Thanks again. I really enjoyed it. Perfect. Thanks so much, Mike.